Greetings and welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh. And today I'm with my sister in Christ, Priscilla Sanders. And she is a singer, songwriter, and a lover of Jesus. And uh, we couldn't have said that a couple years ago uh, because she was actually has been exposed to a lot of things in the past. And she's got a powerful testimony for you all. So Priscilla, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Maggie. It's great to be here. Hi, everybody out there in podcast land. <laughs> yes, <laughs> super excited. You know, I heard your testimony at the Gap House of Prayer, and I halfway through it, I'm sitting there going, "I want to interview her because I want everyone to know that nobody is too far from the hand of God." And I know that you did a lot of searching, and the Bible says, "Seek and you will find." Yeah, knock and the door will be open. And you saw everything from what I could hear and understand. So, and then yet it brought you to the foot of the cross. But before we get started with your testimony, I just want to talk briefly about your music because you are a very gifted singer songwriter. And I know that you're working on some new projects because now that, you know, the Lord has come in and he's, you know, filled you with the spirit. Now you've got all this stuff bubbling out of you, all this creativity. But before that, you were already a great singer songwriter. So y'all can find her at Priscilla Sanders com and she's got all kinds of great music out there uh the fun music i listened to some of it and i was encouraged i giggled one of the songs i think she wrote about me it was like a <laughs> that song you didn't even know me when you wrote that song <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh i was so convicted so see your music was convicting people before you knew the lord no. <laughs> wow well <laughs> i guess that's good i hope so it was fun, fun, fun. I love it. I love the kind of, I, I've always loved like folk music. And so it's really like, to me, it's, it's the kind of music that I can just go outside and sit in a, you know, on the rocket chair and just listen to and, and so forth. And I cannot wait to see what the Lord does with you now that you're filled with the spirit, serving the Lord, getting downloads from him. So we're excited about your new project. So you all be checking back. And whenever her new music comes out, I will most certainly be sharing it on my page, but go to her website, check it out, be prepared for all kinds of good things coming down the pike and already ch check out the things that she's already done. We do have to give a disclaimer. She said that there might've been a little bit of liberalism in some of her previous songs. I, we all have a BC story, right? before yeah. my story yeah. and, but but yet the talent was always there the creativity was always there because the creator yeah. you know it was I just he's been pursuing you for so long so i am going to normally i don't do this but i'm going to come off the screen i'm going to let priscilla take the stage here and i'm going to have her talk about her testimony and then i'll come back in towards the end for some q a so thank you for sharing with us priscilla what a beautiful story of redemption so here we go oh thank you well hi everybody um thank you maggie again for having me on and um I did. I was raised in the Methodist church when I was uh, born until I was 10. I was christened. Um, and my all of my family, all of my surrounding family was Christian, as well as as most of them were, you know, conservative politically as well. But my parents were different, more black sheepish and more liberal and um, left the Methodist church when I was 10 and went to the Unitarian Universalist, humanist, secular humanism, very, I don't know what that is really. I mean, it's basically agnostic and uh, much more intellectual. So it was a big change. Um, and I, I wasn't particularly loving 
Sunday school, I was kind of bullied in Sunday school. I kind of thought people seemed really nice in Sunday school. And then I'd see them later and they weren't that nice. And I was like, well, what's up with Christians? You know, so I was always wanting to meet Christians who seemed authentic, you know, and I did. I did meet some of those. My roommate in college is mother and um, some of them, like I said, my grandparents. But so anyway, I did the Unitarian thing for a while. And then after college, I went to a Quaker college. So I sort of that was silent, you know, silent meditation. You speak when the spirit moves you. And then I went to, um, I went to Episcopal churches and Presbyterian churches. <laughs> I just was living and trying to be an artist and an actor and a musician. And so I was singing in choirs and singing some religious music here and there. Um, music from around the world, you know, it's always just uh, always a student, you know, and, and always wanting to have a connection with God. Um, I was in Boston for a while and, and going to all those churches and then um, moved back to Nashville and got involved because I'm from Murfreesboro and near Nashville and uh, moved to Nashville and got involved with a uh, Native American women's group and was in that heavily. That was, I thought that was the path forever. Seven years. I did that went on, you know, um, a vision quest. I did um, different um, fire ceremonies and just full on, you know, meditating in that vein and talking to spirit guides and all that. Not knowing, <laughs> not knowing that that was actually demonic activity, you know, just no idea, no idea. Um, thought the Native Americans had been, you know, treated so badly and, and, and they were in many respects, but they weren't perfect either. Um, and many of them have, have found Jesus. They did you know, a lot of people went in to mission, do missionary work with them. And that's very controversial, whether that was good for them or not for their culture and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so um, after the Native American time, I kind of got more into guided meditations and sort of just that sort of new age thing. And that went on for probably 20 years. I mean, this whole thing is 44 years of not looking to Jesus. Like that was off limits. I had trouble. We had done that. The family said no. Um, and I was in a, 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 a kind of oppressive family. It was, it was dysfunctional aspects, uh, controlling aspects. So it was hard to go against that even. So I was kind of scared to leave that. I didn't even think about leaving that politically until 2020, really. But uh, Christian, but I, did, I had, you know, become more spiritual than my than my parents. But anyway, so. Um, I want to tell you how I finally got to Jesus from all this seeking and searching and just, you know, didn't even know how unsettled I was trying everything, astrology and um, spirit, more spirit guides and guided meditations and um, channeling. I, you know, just <laughs> you really it's endless. The new age world is an endless buffet, as Doreen Virtue says. She was a famous author who got born again and um so she has been very helpful and all of her guests have been helpful to help me uh, make this transition from being so brainwashed in the new age world to knowing that Jesus is and, and the Lord is Lord and that there's one true God um, and there's a Trinity. And that's all you need to worry about. <laughs> Read your Bible, go to Bible study, go to church, do your meditations and connect with God and your life will be completely and utterly more peaceful and fun and joy-filled and spirit-filled. I mean, the Holy Spirit is as cool as any class on intuition. I mean, way better, you know? Um, but anyway, let me just tell you a little bit. So the, the thing that happened is I went, I became a conservative politically first. 
I went to, uh, I was in the car and listening to NPR as normal. Well, now I know that that's not pure news at all. It's very biased, liberal bias. Um, but I, I said, well, yeah, so I need to listen to Trump's State of the Union. He had just been um, released from the uh, Russia Gate stuff, right? The Russian collusion was, you know, well, actually, that was nothing after torturing him and everyone around him for two years. So I thought, you know, let's listen to what he has to say. I've just never listened to the primary source, as they say. And sure enough, I, I thought it was a great speech. It's the one that Nancy Pelosi tore, you know? How nice, how kind and, and, and accepting and tolerant of her. The liberal, the liberal she is. Anyway, so um, I thought it was great. And then NPR's, you know, talking heads didn't say anything about the stuff that made sense. It was like, well, um, where was that, that point and that point? And then right after that, the Ukraine uh, impeachment trials, which made no sense. And um, I thought the Democrats made no, you know, were giving really fishy lame testimony and the, and the Republicans were making a bunch more sense. Um, like Devin Nunes heading that up, smart, articulate person he is. And then COVID. And I thought, hmm, why is everything shutting down? Like, I, I, I thought it seemed strange. And I went down the rabbit holes and found out a lot about globalism and the new world order and um, the, the agenda that's going on to change everything and make it uh, one world which is right out of the Bible, actually. So I think we are in the, if, in my opinion, I think we're in the birthing pains of the end times. I mean, now that I know about that, didn't really know much. But anyway, I became a conservative after all that, went through a lot of cognitive dissonance. I also realized there was, there's Satan, he's real. <laughs> and that there's a bunch of people who believe in him, a bunch of people who are strong and powerful that believe in him, and a bunch of people that are successful believe in him, and a bunch of people that uh, are in charge. And we are, and the, and the church of Satan is very parallel to, um, the, um, the Masonic lodge. And I, I did some research on that and heard a born again, talk about that and talk about how he'd been in the Masonic lodge and how he'd gotten out because he got born again. He was almost killed in a wreck or something. And he's a very successful musician playing to stadiums. And now he'd given it all up for God, knowing that he could tell the truth about it. Cause you know, you make a blood oath, like they could kill him and they probably will but he knows he's going to see Jesus. And so he's not afraid. And so that was amazing. And he said, you know, the only answer to all this is, is Jesus. And uh, there's a one true God and whatever you're doing is, you know, you see what I've presented to you, all these people who do this and do this, these are all satanic uh, allegiance symbols, putting your hand in your jacket, your hand in your, inside your coat, and you'll see, you know, Fauci and, all kinds of world leaders doing these things and over and over and over picture after picture. Anyway, it was very, it was very convincing. Um, then the vaccine mandates came down and I had talked to a friend the day before the vaccine mandates, praise the Lord. And she had invited me to come visit her in Texas. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't living in Hawaii and it just um, really where things weren't coming together there. I was getting a little antsy and suddenly the vaccine mandates came down the next day. And I said, Jenny, can I actually move? So she was living in Texas. And so I moved, packed up, I moved to Texas in three weeks, sold everything, got out. Um, and then she's a born again and she does music ministry. So I sang with her and her, her, her husband and uh, played in some churches, got exposed to uh, you know those, uh, more evangelical kind of churches. And she gave me the book, Agents of Babylon by David Jeremiah. It's all about the book of Daniel. And Daniel is 
the closest thing to Jesus in the Old Testament, I think. And what a loving, pure heart, you know, and, and so devoted to God, no matter what. I mean, the guy went through horrible things and was so wise because he listened to God. And so that, that really started changing me and it opened me to Jesus because I still was resistant to Jesus. I, do, I can't explain it. It's, it's Satan. I mean, I can't even tell you. So I was so, um, but I was opening and I was opening and I moved back. I, I drove up, up from Texas to Tennessee and visited my family and um, friends. And some friends took me to the church I go to now, which is World Outreach Church with Pastor Alan Jackson. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's talking about the world, like current events. Like he's awake. He's, he's talking about like, how we shut down and oh, he didn't think we should have been whoa and Christ and the Bible and making it all make sense and making it all like come together. So um, I also was reading a devotional. I was um, what else? I was talking to other friends who said, you know, you know, again, reiterating Jesus is the answer to combat Satan. Like there's a spiritual battle going on all the time, Priscilla, you know, and so lots of learning, lots of learning, and then um, took a trip, listened to Bot and Moody Radio all along the way, and um, all the pastors like Tony, Tony Evans and Alistair Begg and Colin Smith and all these amazing people, including my pastor. There's Alan Jackson. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's on the radio. Whoa. And I live and I <laughs> I ended up moving to Murfreesboro and I live five minutes from the church. So I'm able to go to Bible study and do all this study uh, prayer groups. It has been life changing. I mean, I don't have the voices in my head that say all that stuff that the voices in your head say to you when you don't have Jesus and you don't know that you're loved no matter what and you're forgiven for everything you've ever done. I I I had done so many things that I regret and I didn't know how. And I mean, I got baptized in April and I cried all like for like 10 minutes the next day and this new brand new friend hugged me so beautifully and just said, it's all, it's all okay. It's all, he loved you. He's, he's given, he, he gave his life so that you can live and, and, and all of us can be forgiven. And, um, you know, there's no need for regret. There's no need for those negative voices. He wants us to love ourselves truly fully and, and live from that and, and be of service. Stop all this stupid, like, oh, I'm not good enough. That's craziness. We are. We were weaved in his womb, or what is that? Maggie, you have to help me. The knitted in his womb with Jeremiah, right? He knew Jeremiah was going to be a prophet. He knew Samuel. Oh, gosh, the little story about Samuel alone. Here I am. You know, he could hear the Lord, and here I am. And he ran to Eli, like, and it wasn't Eli talking, it was the Lord, you know, and it took a few times, but Eli's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Lord talking to you, I think. So go back to your bed and then say, you know, I'm here, I'm your servant. And then the Lord downloaded this whole thing about what was going to happen, right? Um, so inspiring, but, but that's how I feel, you know, just so humbled, you know, here I am, here I am, you know, please use me, use me. I've wasted so much time. I don't want to waste another minute. And, um, so, so Maggie, what do you think? You want to come on back? <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> I had, I was muted. I was muted. Um, yeah. and I was, but I was in the back room listening and I oh. am just so grateful that oh. you received his love because I know uh, for me and for many people, maybe watching, maybe if you do not know Jesus, maybe you do feel like that. You don't know the love of God and it is real and it is truth. And our truth does not matter. Okay. What we think is true. <laughs> we are 
in a culture where it's like, well, your truth or your truth and all of that. But the real truth is in the word of God. And whenever you get that revelation is everything changes, everything shifts. So yeah, the truth, the truth. Yes. Yes. And being a new age. I mean, that is so taboo. The new age people do not believe in sin. They don't believe they're sinners and need a savior. They don't believe they, they do believe that they are the creator, you know, and that is the devil's playground. I mean, they are not God. We are not God. There is one true God and he's got a son who's Jesus. And then he's got a Holy Spirit that we receive. And that's it. You know, I mean, and, and I still kind of can go like, well, hold on now, because I studied Hinduism, too, and Buddhism and read book. I had books I threw away when I when I got saved. They told me, you know, you have to get rid of all that other stuff. And I'm like, oh, because, you know, that's just an opening. It's just like a little doorway waiting for you know, humans to come in, you know, and and um, that energy, you know, to, to make me doubt. And I that night I got garbage bags, two, three full garbage bags full of relics and jewelry and books and tarot. You know, I didn't do tarot cards. I never did anything that was, you know, oh, that's probably the evil. You know, that seems dark. I didn't do that stuff. But just as dark as, you know, angel cards that Doreen Virtue now has, you know, rebuked, you know, so. But they make it look so attractive. I uh, was in Five Below the other day and I did a video. Uh, I, I couldn't, I was just blown away. There was a whole section of new age stuff, but it was targeted towards kids. Oh, and so, yeah, I mean, there was just, you know, the books, even coloring books and all of this stuff and crystals and, and all kinds of stuff. And you could literally see like where there was like one and two items left where it just sold like crazy. And I'm like, okay. you know, people don't understand um, the what is behind. Yeah, the spirit behind some of this stuff. And they bring these things into their house innocently. And then they're like, well, my kids have nightmares or we're having manifestation or, you know, right. we have got this going on or I woke up with scratches or this happened. And, and, and they don't understand the link because it seems so it just so normal in the culture today. And, you know, you were a student. I mean, you were diligent in your studies. And so I can only imagine, you know, um, all the different things. Cause I dibble dabbled in a little stuff, but before I became a Christian, but nothing like to the level of you, but you were seeking and the Lord was so good to come in there and take care of that. And I love the fact that you are willing to get rid of your stuff. A lot of people are like, Oh, it's just literature. It's a, you know, or it's just movies or it's just this, you know, but there yeah. is a, um, it's important y'all. And I know you guys are going to probably go, here she goes again. Spiritual <laughs> cleansings of your home is incredibly important because yeah. there are items that are literally cursed and they're in, you know, where they're made, they will literally curse them. Uh, there are things that people pick up relics and from other countries and they're like, you know, these masks and different things like that, that yeah. have been honored, you know, offered up as, yeah. as as sacrificial stuff and so and they don't really realize the connection and they're going oh that's so stupid go read your old testament okay we were yeah. not supposed to throw that out okay we were supposed to learn from that <laughs> exactly I mean, the oh are there, right and most most people that aren't even christians think that it's you know wrong to kill or to steal or to lie right. and things like that right. so 
if you can believe the Ten Commandments, then you better believe that there are things that will attach itself to it. There's active Baal worship going on every day, everywhere around us. And we just call it something different. We just say, well, that's their thing. Or that's just the where we're at in culture. And it has become, uh, sin has become very acceptable. And so you have to be careful. Yeah. I know. I was just thinking, I wanted to say one more thing about how the Jesus, you know, how did I finally make the leap, you know, finally cross the bridge. And I was living with a friend's mom for a couple months while I was waiting for my apartment to open up. And, and, um, and she, you know, we prayed every night to Jesus and, you know, she was a Christian and she couldn't, she was like, I can't imagine living in God and not Jesus. And I was like, "Hmm." you know, but then I, I finally just read the new Testament. Cause it was time for Christmas, you know, it was early December and I'd never done that since I was a little girl. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, he's so wise. He's so smart. He's, and he's bold and he, he speaks truth. And he like, you know, I knew he turned over the tables, but I never read that story until then. You know, I mean, it was like, I finally just read his word. So again, primary source, yes. right. We cannot listen to all. I love podcasters. I listen all the time, but it's really important to go and listen to the original speech. You know, Amen. Amen. The original, whatever it is they're talking about, try and go back and watch the actual video they're referring to, you know, and get your own hit because you will get your own downloads. You know, you'll get your own information. But, yeah, I love supplemental material, books, videos, podcasts, all of those things. But when you read the word and when you read it through the lens of surrender, yeah. you see, I had a Bible for years. I thought I was, I'll be honest, I thought I was a Christian. Yeah, someone would ask me if I was a Christian, and if they said, I don't really see the character of a Christian, I would have been offended, <laughs> right? Like we're supposed to be easily offended, right? No, I mean, really, I, I, I tell people all the time, I had, you know, the prayer of St. Francis and the sissy hanging in the bedroom and the Lord's prayer in the in the dining room, Jesus hanging in the living room, Bible on the coffee table, full of dust, didn't know what it said, couldn't make any men's of it. But there's always God deposits that desire for spiritual things. And so the enemy comes in and perverts it. And then he starts getting us caught up in the, oh, but we can become God. And I am a huge advocate for personal development. But sometimes when you go into personal development, it becomes very close and very dangerous for some of the areas that slide into the new age stuff. So close. So like the prosperity gospel in churches, I'm concerned about yes. that. Yes. You know, I'm concerned with them being tolerant and not, you know, not implementing the things that are in the Bible. You know, um, yes. a lot of preachers are not preaching the gospel and not preaching the Old Testament anymore. And we've we've let we've, it's been a slippery slope and we've, we've given way to a lot of ground. And, you know, I mean. It's such a, I know it's 180 degrees for me, but I mean, it's just, it's really, it, I mean, I've been a conservative now for almost three years though. So politically, so I see things from that view and it wasn't a leap much at all to become a Christian from that, because that is a biblical worldview. I just didn't know it to be conservative and going to traditional, traditional values, you know, wanting to see things uh, like when I was a kid, you know, wanting to, to see people treat each other well. <laughs> there's so much crime and there's so much lawlessness right now and just all these really scary things going on. And I'm just so grateful. I feel like I say it all the time in my prayer group, I got saved just in time, you know? I did. <laughs> you know, phew. Yeah, 
deception is real. And, and I, you know, I pray for people that are walking in deception. I have many people that are very close to me that have very opposing views to the way I see the world wow. and the way I see God and so forth. And it's very hard sometimes because, you know, when they're a professing Christian and then they're okay with certain things, the certain agendas line up with, it makes it hard. But I think about how I was deceived. And yet when I was still sinner, a sinner, Jesus went to the cross for me. And so there's no one too far from the hand of God. If you, I mean, look at my sister Priscilla here. I mean, how many years were you serving other gods? Oh, well, 44. And then before that, we weren't really into the, you know, I mean, I love Jesus as a little girl, but anyway, I would say 44 straight years, you know, that I just didn't get the uptake. <laughs> and I just, I, I was uh, rebellious. Yeah. And, and um, I don't know, it's, it's, it, it, it baffles me. It baffles me why I, I mean, I thought Jesus was a great teacher, all the stuff the new age people thought, you know, oh yeah, he's so smart. And, and he, and it's, you know, there's all this myth about Jesus that he studied around in other countries and the 30, you know, he was married to Mary Magdalene and had, Jesus. I mean, I, I just, I had, I had to make a decision to just trust the 66, you know, there's a word for it, but the, 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 the chapters, you know, the, the love letters really. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and cause I mean, every, a lot of new age friends, old new age friends that I came out to as a Christian, cause it really was kind of like that. I felt like, well, kind of like telling somebody, you know, <laughs> you're gay. I can imagine, I can sympathize with people when they did do that, but um, because it was this huge thing, that was such a big change and um, against what they are doing, but they were like, but you know, Priscilla, you know, the, there's so many other historians who have shown that, you know, Jesus was actually, uh, you know, wasn't really who they says he is, you know, and just on and on, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, Paul, the apostle Paul, like he didn't even know Jesus. And, you know, he, he was a homophobic and uh, he killed, he killed Christians. I'm like, well, yeah, that's called redemption. And, you know, he, he was, he, he studied for three years in spirit with Jesus. You know, I mean, we have to believe and these are these are spiritual people who believe in downloads and you know the spirits talking to them. Well, why can't Jesus be the one who's doing the talking? <laughs> You're gonna live in channel, and why can't you believe Jesus channels? You know, right. And that was another thing I told myself was like, Priscilla, you believe in everything that you know Yogananda did and the Hindu, you know, prophets and stuff. Why don't you believe in Jesus? You know, so these are the conversations I was having with myself, like get on board. You know, I like these people at world outreach. I like my Christian friends. I want to be one of them. <laughs> I love that because it, it, you know, it takes to me, it takes more faith to not believe than it does yeah. to believe because yeah. there's so much. And you know, when you're, when you're, atheists or new age friends that when they start coming at you with that Priscilla, you need to tell them, go read Josephus because he was not, he was a, he was a scholar from that time. And mm -hmm. so, but yet there's all kinds of documentary stuff. There's a book out there that helped me a lot when I was a new Christian uh, by Lee Strobel. Are you familiar say, with gonna say the case for Christ? <laughs> yes. That is an eye opener because he was a hardcore atheist. He did his research well. He was a research investigator for, you know, I think it was the Sun or one of the prestigious newspapers. And he did hardcore study. And yet he still, whenever people go after God, then they find him. I mean, that's and that's a biblical truth. So my goodness. 
Yeah. Yeah. C.S. Lewis is another one. Everybody loves him. And, and you know, we, when we look at these and we're thinking, how are we so different? You know, and you, you hit the hammer on the nail or the nail on the hammer. I don't know. I'm a little dyslexic. So I might got it backwards. Um, that's the rebellion piece because we are rebellion. And that's what's so attractive about the new age is we are gods and we can, uh, we can achieve this or we can get to that enlightenment or that next level yeah. and things like that. But, you know, listen, I have we found that next level. We can ascend. Yeah. Yeah. That next level is at the foot of the cross as surrender. Amen. Living a surrendered life is freedom. So anyway, if you can leave the audience with the key, what would that key be? I would say humility is the key oh, yeah. to a good life and to finding what's true and how you um, you can live your best life. And I'm going to leave you with this Deuteronomy uh, 6, 4 through 6. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. I love that. I love that. That is such a powerful thing. And if we can just grab a hold of that then we can stand in the midst of any circumstance and God will get us through it. So I just want to thank you for taking the time to be on here and share tonight, Priscilla. Oh, I enjoyed it so much. Thank you very much for the ability to talk to your audience and, and talk with you. I enjoyed it so much. Thank you. I love that God has opened a new career path for you as well. Yeah. I'm doing abstinence training in the schools too, with a local pregnancy crisis center. So God, take a look at it. Okay. Be watching for Priscilla's upcoming music. I'm so honored to have her with me tonight. We love you. We thank you. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time here on Keys to Your Best Life. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.